1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And they and they say that it it, That's it, their it word. leaves <laughs> viewers and people with uh, thoughts and visions of of constrained and you know whatever <laughs> animals. You know what they suggested and encouraged that the MLB and baseball, baseball community uh, change it the huh. the arm barn, <laughs> the arm barn. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, the arm barn. Oh, Peter. Oh, man. On the forefront of animal rights and making sense. Welcome to episode 47. Ah. Wrong color. It's okay. It's new. Try it out. New color. We can't see it. That's okay. Welcome to episode 47 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. Today's November 15th. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And we're going to compromise here. How so? Oh, by f- trying to do maybe, this? Maybe we do a little angle. Maybe I look over here. Okay. Sure. No. I don't like it. Yeah. Fine. We're back the way we were. The way we're supposed to be. The way it was intended to be. Oh, I'm like drinking liquid death again. Not no, uh, no response. <laughs> Not yet. In Are we time. surprised? No. Yeah. So, tell um, while we're here, tell everybody how they can save 20%. Oh, tell people what we sell. I feel like a lot of people, especially on Instagram, every time I post a picture of the smoker block, people are like, what is this? What is this? Where did yeah. that come from? So, we, you know, aside from all the Fun stuff we do on Instagram or in uh, social media, YouTube, podcast. We also happen to make handcrafted goods from whiskey barrels. Yeah. One of our best sellers is our uh, smoke cocktail kit. Show is. We also have, we also, uh, you've got to stop hitting the microphone. I'll stop saying ums when you stop beating that microphone up. Uh, <laughs> we also, have a Glencairn cigar rest, an ashtray, a number of other products that we make. One that we've partnered with, you can see right here, partnered with Dom Gatto. Your top photo. Oh, yeah. We'll put this back. Make a lot of stuff. Just go look. Yeah, we got cool stuff. And we actually, are always, we've actually slimmed down the store. We have. We've slimmed it down. But that was for a purpose, which we explained on another, another episode. Yeah. We do sell things uh, not on the store that we sell at the markets. Or or places where we sell in person. If you ever see us post any of those pictures and you see something that piques your interest, just give us a shout. We yeah, can probably make that uh, probably make that happen for you. But if you want to save twenty percent on any of those awesome products, just use code podcast. Yep. 
Pretty simple. And our it's always on. Christmas orders are already picking up. It's bananas. Have, yeah, it's been quite a bit. I was going through last night uh, catching up on state sales and use tax and paying those and doing all that. And so you have to go through and identify every sale from from which state and in the county. And it's a real giant pain in the in the rear end. But it's it's funny watching sales pick up over the last couple of months. I'm going to have to, I've been doing that like at the end of the month and just going back through all the sales and I'm not going to be able to, to, to wait until the end of the month to do that. I'm going to have to do it like a weekly tally and do it yeah. every week. Otherwise I'm going to be, it's going to take me two days to do. See, I have like a, uh, when I ship, I have a walk in the, the self checkout kiosk thing. You can yeah. scan it, scan the label. So I'll scan the label of each package and then put them in the Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the problem is you have to click new item, uh, scan prepaid sale. I confirm there's no liquid. Yeah, I, I, I confirm it again, then scan, and then do that process all over again. So it takes about 10 seconds yeah. per package. I am at the point now with packages where I quit doing it. I just throw them in a box. I don't have time. It just takes too damn long. <laughs> I'm not going to stand. It's Because I'm there every morning between 6 and 6.30, and I'm just I'm not going to stand there for yeah. 10 minutes scanning packages. So. Well, it's probably time to start doing the, the pickup thing, right? Yeah, the pro- I hate doing the pickup because they're like, it, we come at the normal time that your mail carrier comes, and they show up at 4 in the morning and then leave a note that I wasn't ready. It's like, of course not. You don't usually come till 3. Yeah, so, and no, I'm not leaving not. thousands of dollars worth of product yeah. sitting on my front doorstep. Not happening. Yeah. Uh, I do have actually a couple things that I wanted to, and I'm jumping ahead, but since we were talking about the Postal Service, we made a joke about ex- the extended, we were talking about delays that are inevitable with the Postal Service during the holidays, and we made a joke about the uh, the impact of those that choose not to get the vaccine and not being able to work. Well, the Postal Service is exempt from the vaccines. Did you know that? I did not. They're, they're exempt from the, the vaccine mandate. So we won't see any shortage or delays as a result of that because they don't have to. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah. It just gets more interesting every day. Anyways, back to... Uh, I'm gonna, What are we drinking on today? We don't know. The, well, yeah, but... I'm just going to pick... I'm going to pick something a little darker in color here. Probably like that one? Yeah, that's dark. I'm going to tr- pick that. So we'll empty this out. And then we'll probably do another one. Well, while we're, while we're pouring, since we don't have a specific whiskey to talk about, I'll make another correction from the last episode... I made a comment about uh, the snakehead, the fish, yeah. being an invasive species, and mentioned that it was in Georgia and some other things. I was getting some invasive species that I discussed with my my kids' group uh, kind of mixed up. So I wanted to clarify because before someone's like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. So there are actually four species of yeah, because snakehead the, fish in the United States. I was going to say the one that I put in the video was from somewhere up north, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to let it go. Well, that's the northern state snakehead. Uh-huh. It's actually originally native to China, Russia, and possibly North and South Korea, they believe. Hmm. It Isn't was, that interesting? It was introduced. What if, what if that was introduced on purpose as another form of... Environmental warfare. warfare. Yeah, could be. Oh, man. Just Get your tinfoil hats on. Yeah, anyways. Um, so, there, like I said, four species. Uh, the northern snakehead, which is considered to be very invasive, was introduced or found in California in 1997. Now, it's not been fully established in, in California. When they say established, that means that a species has more or less set up home. There's a large enough population. It's taking up habitat. It has solidified itself. It's different than just seeing it and finding it here and there. It's still not, even though it was found initially in California, it's not established there, apparently. 
It is found and established in Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and Arkansas, and then is found in California, Florida, which you did mention, and I was like, no, not Florida, Georgia, sorry, uh, Illinois, Massachusetts, Delaware, and North Carolina. So it is spreading. It is an invasive uh, species, mm. but uh, I kind of have my facts wrong, so there's your correction. It sounds like it's too far gone already. It c- <laughs> does kind of sound that way. Um, I, think, I think we're just, we have those now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're like the pigs. Like. Well, yeah, the pig, there's there's another animal that someone was like, did you know that's an invasive species? And I was like, I had no idea. Like, I can't remember what it was now. There's a lot of it. Oh, the hip, the uh, hippopotamus is one of the world's, because during the, the whole cartel ring, uh, cartel days, like in the 80s, uh, when, when, trafficking of animals and exotic animals was like a, a, a way to show your wealth. Uh, they brought hippos to Mexico. There's hippos in, in Mexico? In South America, I think. I didn't know that. It's South America, not Mexico. It's specific. And, and so then they, they released them. They were like, yeah, can't control these things. They got to know cost too much to eat. I, I didn't, didn't know the there were thing. hippos. There. Yeah, they released them in the, in the <laughs> apparently there are, there's a small section where there's hippos. <laughs> I always, she's but, always wanted to go on safari. Yeah. And she's wanted to see hippos. I'm like, well, I should just tell her, like, surprise. And she's like, oh, we're going to the dark planet? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. I was listening to these guys talk about it. And apparently, somewhere in, in all their great ideas, Louisiana at one point had considered bringing in hippos. Wow. To help do something with the environment. I, I, Don't hippos kill, like, more people than any other animal? Well, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't for the environment. It was to bring them in to, to hunt for meat and oh. to farm for meat, I guess. This was a long time ago, obviously. Yeah. And some someone made the joke. Well, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad they didn't. Seems how they didn't do too too well with the Nutra, <laughs> because apparently that was brought in too. Yeah. I don't know, or they haven't managed it very well. Clearly, if you've yeah. ever been, I mean, they're all over they're in the swamps. And uh, yeah, it was like, well, can you imagine? Instead of Nutra, there was just thousands of hippos just cruising. You you driving down the road, there's a dead alligator, also a hippo as you and cruise they, through the bayou. They knock your boat out of the water <laughs> as you're rolling, like you're sitting there fishing. Or better yet, you're you're down in the uh, in the basin and you're hunting ducks because it's a great, you know, the Mississippi flyway and you're in your layout boat and you just get <laughs> just just eaten well, by a well, giant hippo. A Louisiana Cajun hippo. Cajun hippos would be the worst too because they'd be less educated. <laughs> you know? You're such an asshole. <laughs> um, so that's, that's what I had Cajun. for that. You didn't know I, that. I am. I am. Uh, un- unlike others, though, I don't take huge offense to jokes uh, yeah. like Tom Segura makes. <laughs> it was really funny. I actually have something to bring up about Tom Segura. Oh, is it bad? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it's good. Oh, no. But it's bad. <laughs> I'm going to drink this first. Okay. We'll go straight into that. This smells real nice. I think I know. I'm, I think I know what this is. I just grab stuff and put them on the counter here. At this point, you know, at this point, though, you take a sip of something and, and your mind automatically goes towards like, I don't know, in your, in your brain, there's like a catalog of whiskey and bourbons and they're kind of yeah, just categorized by different things. And you, you take a sniff and that virtual catalog, like, you know, 70% falls out. It's definitely not those. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, it's darker, so it's definitely not, I don't know. I'm not playing that game. I just drink and see what we like. Hmm, interesting. So this is a long story, but I'm thinking if I start it, I didn't even write this down because I wasn't going to go there. Okay. I'm, I'm, you piqued my interest. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) if you don't know who Tom Segura is, he's a uh, comedian. 
and they have a podcast, him and his wife, who's also a comedian, and there is what <laughs> oh this this is this thumbnail popped up. I'm like, what is happening to oh Instagram? My. I guess it's not it's a joke, it's not real. Yeah. It was a body like Full of bullet holes, but it was, it was fake. Okay, I thought it was uh, maybe Ed Manifesto. Yeah, um, I can't. I had to unfollow. Did you? It's well, too much. It uh, just. I. It's still there, but I just. Yeah, it's a lot sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I've never followed him, but. All right, so Tom Segura. If you aren't familiar now, if you don't know who he is, you probably definitely know who Garth Brooks is. Oh, I've not paid attention to this saga. If you go to Garth Brooks Instagram. Or probably on Facebook too. I don't know. But if you go to Garth Brooks Instagram and you look at so his most recent post, there's four thousand seven hundred forty nine comments, one of which is ours. That um, don't worry about it. But it's nothing vulgar. It just says unrestrict Tom Segura because that's what they're asking for. But if you read some of these comments, it's just what question mark uh, machines within, and then watch for the waspas. And then a bunch of what's and uh, where's the glove? Where's the body? It's just a bunch of stuff. So Tom Segura has uh, allegedly has claimed that Garth Brooks looks like a maybe a a murderer, or, serial killer. Yeah, serial killer. Okay. And so they're asking him like where the bodies are. It's a joke. Yeah. But it's hilarious that they have completely taken over his social media. Every right. single comment. So his point behind all of it was that. It's just the guy's odd, you know? Like, he says stuff, and you're like, what kind of human says those things? So this is where this thought came from, and this is where it gets fun. I was listening to another podcast that's in the bourbon world, and the guy was talking, and he uh, was meeting people, and he says, you didn't think you'd run into a bourbon personality today, did you? And I heard that and thought to myself, who says that? And I almost (laughs) do the Tom Segura thing and be like, who says you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just odd. One, I don't know what a bourbon personality is. And two, I don't think anyone ever starts their day assuming they'll meet one since no one even knows it exists. Nothing? I just thought it was very strange. Well, I don't Yeah, no, I guess I'm with you. I don't understand. They're saying that they're celebrities. Bourbon celebrities, bourbon personality is what I wrote. I didn't down. know you could be a bourbon celebrity. I, I didn't mean either. unless you're like a famous distiller. Or Master yeah, like Greg Bl- Metz. Master Blender. Greg Metz might, or, you know, Jim Booker, no. Sure, yeah. Uh, Omer T. Lee, maybe. I would if consider was, that, but I would guarantee you, I would bet my life on it, that none of them would like to be called a bourbon celebrity. No. Those folks are way too down to earth. Yeah. It's just not their thing. It's just a strange thing. It's like, huh. if you're a celebrity, I mean, that means something, but then you, it's kind of like the... Do I want to go down this road? It's kind of like the hero thing. Yeah. How hero used to mean, you know, a uh, thing of reverence. Like, used to mean, like, you jump through a burning building right. and save someone. Yeah. And now, like, anyone could be a hero. You just go do this, you know, a couple things and you're a hero. So I kind of I think, like, the if I, give, if I give blood, sometimes I can get a sticker that says I'm a hero. That's a great example. Better example than I was going to give. I feel like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you yeah. said the Tom Segura thing, and I was like, when I have to. When I have to. Because what, I, what's funny is that Tom Segura and his wife, between their podcast and the joint podcast they do, and just the platform they have as a whole, we're talking about 
millions of people oh, yeah. who find them funny and share a similar type of humor and have no problem helping carry on a ridiculous basically it's just a ridiculous ongoing prank it's been going yeah. on for years at so this point they like, were just over talking, a year it's been a while but they were just talking about that someone wrote in that knows the publicist for um for garth brooks and they were like we want to they we mentioned that we follow this podcast or whatever and they, they were talking about like where's the bodies machines within whether the waspuses things like that and um all inside jokes by the way all inside jokes and they were uninvited from the party because they were afraid that they were going to come up to Garth Brooks and ask him. Apparently he's like really bothered by it, <laughs> which to me makes it even real. It makes it even funnier. If Garth Brooks, if Garth Brooks wanted to catapult his career and his sales, he would just get down with the joke yeah, and get up with Tom shirt. Segura and be like, all right, let's do this something. is funny. You've been going yeah. at it long. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Can we, can we hang out? And I bet Tom Segura would be, Hell yeah, let's do it. Deep down inside, Tom Segura probably really likes Garth Brooks. Well, they they said Tom Segura looks like Garth Brooks. Yes, and that's, that's where, where it, a lot of this yeah. started from, right? And so it's like if they did a, a dance battle together where they dress <laughs> like Garth Brooks dressed like Tom Segura and Tom Segura dressed like Garth Brooks, it would kill. It would be super funny. Oh, like like he and Bert did? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah that would, oh, that would It would be, be really funny. Yeah. Also, if you want to get in on any of this, you are like – Hundreds of episodes behind yeah. on, the, on their podcast, it would take you forever to get caught up to understand all the. And references. I haven't even. I, I mean, I, you and I both miss episodes by the tens sometimes, and it's it's hard to keep up even when you miss one or two. The wife fills me in. She she's a long time listener. She's like, a, she's a mommy. Yeah, she's okay. a mommy. Yeah, yeah. So she listens to it all the time. Yeah. So she fills me in on these things. Another but, inside joke. She's not a mom. Yeah, she's my wife. But she, I mean, cat, cat mom. <laughs> she's not a mom. Uh, but you know what I mean. If she was a mom, I wouldn't have married her. Okay then. I'm just kidding. All right. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. So the other thing that on, on ridiculousness is the thing that's a show. On the other thing on ridiculous things to say, the other day I was at a liquor store and I was talking to a store owner and someone came in and interrupted us in the middle of the conversation, which is fine. What? Uh, I don't know. I thought you did something. I said, of course, like oh, someone yeah, yeah. would interrupt you. And, and um, oh, yeah, for, of course. So I'm standing there, and he comes in, and he's like, he asked for Blanton's. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a conversation with this guy about, we were deep in the woods on Irish whiskey, and some of my favorites, and just trying to get him to get other stuff in the store that we that I sure. like or we want. Yeah. And um, and the guy's like, I just had this stuff for the first time, and I just can't believe it. He's like, have you heard of it? Asking me. And I, and I wanted to take a moment here to drop some knowledge. Have I heard of it? Yes, but here's the thing. If you think that you're super cool because you just found out about Blanton's, let me go ahead and it came out in 1984. That was the first time it was produced. Right. Master Still by Elmer Teeley. It's not made by Buffalo Trace. It's owned by Ancient Age, just letting you know. And it's made by Sazerac. And it's stored in Warehouse H. Did I write it down? Yep, H, which is a metal building and it advances aging. So, yes, if you just found out about Blanton's in the past six months, you are 30-some years late, just letting you know. But I didn't say any of that to this gentleman. I just the guy that interrupted like, you? Yeah. I just kind of stared at him. I was like, yeah, I've heard of it. And he's like, I just can't believe nobody, nobody keeps it on the shelf here. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Can you please leave now? <laughs> I wanted to tell him a bunch of good stuff. But I just wanted to say, when you go to a store asking for Blanton's, just know that's what you look like. Especially when you interrupt somebody. Yeah. And that goes for most allocated Whiskies. Yeah. 
when you and we've talked about this and we've beat this this horse to death. Yeah, but it it's, it stands and to to be mentioned again when you walk into stores and you immediately ask for whiskeys that are hard to get as it is, as if it should just be. You've got to build relationships. That's just what Matt was doing. He's there talking, having a conversation. Uh, the problem is that these bourbons are allocated. They go for a lot of money because the market has pushed it in that direction. That new that new liquor store uh, not far from here. Yeah. Blanton's. It was just regular Blanton's, right? It wasn't a special release or anything yeah. like that. One ninety nine. Yeah. I remember when I got married, my wife bought me a bottle of Blanton's. For, do you remember that? You for, and for I a, bought a bottle of Blanton's the day, like, the, uh, right before you got married because we, we bought it for the wedding. Yeah. Well, we bought... Right, because uh, no, I think we no, bought we, it off seven seventeen got, and five twenty six. That was uh, Jack Daniel's single barrel. It was a single barrel oh. Jack Daniel's because I have a picture of that from our wedding okay. photos, and we made uh, we remember. made old fashions while the groomsmen were getting dressed. That's what it was. Jessica had bought me a bottle of Blanton's, yeah, as a wedding gift that we opened the night before. So there was a bottle of Blanton's out and about. I think she paid sixty bucks for that, yeah, which is not bad for a decent bourbon. But that was seven years ago, mm, and now yeah. you can't find it anywhere. For less than hundred bucks, it seems. You know what's funny is until we really full end on full ended, full dove in, full throttled. Once we really got into whiskey, and jumped white into sauce, the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> it's like because it's been a little over a year since we've been doing the podcast. Yep. I think it's almost actually a year. Yeah, almost a year. Almost a year. A little because over a year we since we December. sort of solidified. We started the podcast in December, right? Yeah, we started. We did the first yeah. episode we released in. We were recorded, so it was weird. We recorded, yeah, we recorded some in December, and then we were going to release them over the holidays, and then a bunch of stuff happened, and we we're like, none of that stuff's relevant anymore, and so then we started again yeah, yeah, that's in uh, in January after some duck hunting, I think. Yeah, I think Anyways. Right. All right, so my point is, for, so for a year of taking pictures, I've never really, we've taken pictures of bottles. Bottles have been in pictures of us for many, many years, mm-hmm. but after a year of doing it, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe it. I've only been doing this for a year. And then I I see pictures of, you know, you're talking about seven years ago at your yeah. wedding. We were drinking the same, pretty much the same shit we drink now. Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, you don't think, you didn't think about it because we weren't, like, super into it. I mean, well, we no, were into it, it, but we weren't whiskey and taking white pictures of it. We're just a part of our life yeah. every day. We didn't, we hadn't yet come to realize what we could, what yeah. we could make by bringing the two together. And that's kind of where we are now. But, yeah, it's a, they've always been intertwined with who we are for it's a long time but it, it is back. funny to look back though and, and be like oh you were drinking Jack Daniel's single beer back then? We, were, <laughs> we had Blanton's back then yeah it's pretty funny I like it's because you know I was always a Jack Daniel's like that was mm-hmm. Jack Daniel's was my thing sure. the wife too it was yeah. um, and I, then think, I remember many tr- many trips coming to when you guys were living in Maryland and I don't think I was ever up there where you guys didn't have we had a, a bar in Maryland a handle of yeah that's what I'm saying you guys yeah. always had a handle of, of Jack Daniel's and yep. amongst other things yeah we had, never uh, fireball though, dude. I've, I think the most I've done with fireballs like at the store when they're in the freezer. Like it's not something I do normally, but if if it's like we're gonna go out later, yeah, just grab a couple. Here's yeah. the problem with fireball because it's flavored, it's cinnamon flavored. You and I have a rough history with Goldschlager, which is also cinnamon flavored. And is so that just, whiskey? It's not whiskey, but the point is that it's cinnamon. It has it's the cinnamon, clear. and and it's just I just can't. I have a hard time with the cinnamon flavored stuff, with the exception of that barrel bourbon store pick dude that yeah because that's a different i think it's a different kind of cinnamon it's like a big red almost yeah i tell you what man sometimes i that has so much cinnamon in it that sometimes i didn't used to taste a lot of cinnamon and whiskey but now i do i want to cook with it yeah 
It's expensive thing to cook with. It is. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, picks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We're doing our new riff pick with, we've been talking about it for a while, Rocks and Glencairn. And anyone that's ever done a new riff pick knows that they're right at $55 a bottle coming out of the place. So that's what we, we're getting. A half a barrel whiskey whitetail is getting 60 bottles. It's going to go through Patreon. Uh, not through Patreon. It's going to be offered to patrons first. Yep. And then if there's anything left, it'll come out. So you can literally $3 a month join and be in on that list. We're not going to do it tiered for this one. Just if you're a patron, you get a chance to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's $55 plus sticker, plus we have to go get it. So the gas involved. Yeah. Um, if we stay the night, we're probably just going to sleep in the trailer or something. But all of that. So $55 plus all of that broken, divided up into whatever. So we don't know what the price will be yet. You'll you'll find out. Well, we'll figure it out. I'll let you know. Um, just wanted to put that out there. So we're doing a new roof pick. We asked for flavors like apple or um fruits. I asked for fruit flavors, apple, cherry, fruit forward. Yeah, not cherry. It was apple and grape, bigly chew grape. Yeah, like the old Forster okay. stuff has, and then apple. So that those are what I asked for. We'll see if we get it. Giveaway week one will be November 26th. It's a Friday. We are giving away a cocktail smoker kit as well as, I don't remember the name of the company. It doesn't matter because we paid for it. It's a bar. We actually, I reached out to them and asked them. Yeah. I said, hey, we're, I already bought one and uh, I would like to, you know, get more, but I'm not going to keep buying from you, you know, with no, because re- this is the very, the week one would be the most expensive thing we give away yeah. probably. But, it's a full cocktail kit, so it's a shaker, the the uh, peeler, the jigger, the all that mixing stuff. spoon, strainer, the the lime press. The lime press you could beat somebody to death with. It's, <laughs> it's heavy. And then our cocktail smoker glass will probably or kit will also probably we might throw in a glass if I can figure out how to ship it so it doesn't break. Those the glasses are fragile. That's the reason we don't offer them. Yeah. So that will be starting over twenty sixth. We're gonna give you a tip. The, it's going to be a YouTube thing only. So in order to win, you have to watch the YouTube videos, and it'll just be during that week we'll have a video that comes out that says, hey, this is how you win this thing. So we'll yeah. be advertising it soon, taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. I just got it. <sighs> that. We just put out a bunch of recent videos. We did a 30, 60, 90 tier. The 30 tier did very well. I think that we may do another mm-hmm. probably 40. Because there's some stuff in the 35 range that I like. So I think we'll do 40 and below, but we're going to do it, as you said, yep. mini. Let's drink this. Which one is this? Two. Do you have these written down somewhere? Yeah. Some ba- banana and uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Like, like banana pancakes. Banana pancakes. And the other one I wrote down, fruit... Vanilla caramel. Definitely banana pancakes. It's good. All right. And then I wanted to talk. Oh, block number 2000. Oh, yeah. It's has, has been cut. We don't know where it is or because it's, you don't, not everything that you, 
not everything that we cut and route makes it. So yeah, we have sometimes quality I, control. You have quality control, and I try to, uh, you know, it, it's it's a stave. It's a it's been blasted with a furnace to be charred. The side that we route for the smoker block is is imperfect. There are sometimes pieces and parts that you know are not intact. That's part of dealing with charred wood. However, I, I do have when I'm looking at them and I, I make them. I think we'd both agree. There is a certain point where you look at it and you go, ah, that looks like a genuine, you know, just looks like a charred stave. And then other times where enough chunks are break loose because the wood is, has been just charred so much that it starts to just look like shit. Yeah. Um, so those don't always, I, we throw those out. We use them for firewood. We use them for other scrap, whatever. Um, but our 200th or 2000th, rather. 2000th. It's wild. To- it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, our 2000th block is in the bed of Gus's truck right now. Last night I cut them all up. Well, you cut the bungs out, and then I square them up. And so the squared up chunks are in there, and it's it probably weighs two hundred pounds that box. Yeah. Right? So it's. I need to hit up Bosch and give them a shout out for their router because I've put that thing through the paces in the last yeah. year, and it is that's true. It is still humming along. Yeah, and the and the bits we use too. Understandably, the bits get dull after a while. And what's crazy is that when dealing with router bits. You can start to see when it gets dull and how well it's cutting. You take it out and you look at it, you feel it. It still feels sharp, but just that laser edge that it has on it, just the slightest difference makes a huge difference yeah. in what it does with the wood. Um, so I've made the conscious decision to pay more attention to how the wood looks and not how it feels. And when I start to see the the cut causing me more cleanup work yeah, that- than anything, then it's time to put a new one on. Because um, I, I just... It, I put, this new, I put this new one. I do. I had they're all saved. What I need to do, I've been meaning to do, is call the company and find out about having them resharpen. If they'll do that, I think I'm sure they will. But it's it's a North Carolina based company, and they don't have like they don't have that offered on their website. Their website's real clunky. Anyways, yeah, I'm gonna probably order some more of those bits to have them on standby. That way, whenever I notice it, cause starting to cause me more cleanup on the, then I'm just gonna change it out and move on. Yeah, you should definitely reach out to them and tell them how much work they've done like how, how long how often we've used them yeah because they may be interested in the in the data points i didn't think about like that. this is how long they last with this type of wood blah blah yeah, blah and this point. pattern but they may be interested in trading sharpening for data points but if not i have so the wife sharpener her sharpener mm-hmm. um we could ask him he could probably do it what's shot? What's he try? does the that leather the strap yeah. sharpening i don't know if you can strap sharpen those or not but i don't know either Supposedly, that's like the best. These spiral upcut bits are not; they don't have straight edges. They're uh, they're they have a sharp edge, but it curves. It curves. Oh, up. it's still the drill bit. It's like a yeah. it's like a drill bit, but it's but it's made for plunge routing, and yeah. and and it's just a different kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. we'll find out. Ask them. I'll deal with it after the holidays. Whenever I'm not up to my eyeballs and other things. Yeah. Hats. We're closer to hats. Yeah, I'm so the you know I don't care so you just you handle okay. It. I could tell by your response yesterday. I'm gonna stop asking you questions. Yeah, it's fine because yep. I asked you which of the two you like, and, and you responded with I like that one too. I was like, oh, he's not reading my emails. <laughs> I think that you said something about the all black one at the no, bottom. I said I like the bottom two thoughts, uh, and you're like, I like that one too. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's busy. Yeah, my mind, my mind is not. <laughs> it's all right. I can tell. My mind's in. The, I can take cues. My mind's in the three thousand thirty five hundred dollars we owe new riff right now, and then and then a, an order that we 
we're and hopeful yeah, order then, that we're waiting on kind of no i think it's going my, to happen it's just taking my time. my guess is that if if it's a company that has enough employees to order that many for bulk order it, that purchase has to go through an approval process through ac- accounting or some sort of yeah. yeah just like it would in our world yeah there's no sure. there's no way I, I could just you know hit someone up and be like oh i need this for this amount like the I, problem is they had a they had a due date they needed it by this date and yeah. i explained to her that it takes yeah 10 working days to create that number. It's yeah. mainly the the torches, you know. It's but. Well, there's that too, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah. Uh the other thing I wanted were oh shit. Well, we lost video for a little bit, but we're back. Yeah, sorry. Uh keep joining the Patreon and supporting us and we'll uh, be able yeah, to we'll af- afford problem. we'll have this problem fixed. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's two ways to fix it. One is the cheapest option is like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, um, the most expensive a, option is like fifteen hundred dollars. So it's like what? Which which of the two would you prefer? That one. Yeah, just because it gives the ability to do other things. Other things here. here. Yeah, and then we can use two cameras, right? Yeah, you can yeah. use both cameras as yeah. an input, so I can bring my camera and do the same thing. That's probably the best route. Yeah, we can also use that computer or. <laughs> Use that. What's it matter? Yeah, you can also use that to. It's a computer I have to build. Build so it's a computer. Like, well, it's not like somebody would be like, "Oh, that's how they do it." Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyways, um, sorry. That's Video's okay. Back. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna say, um, we were talking to. Let's see, where was I at? Oh, I was talking to Josh Bynum about. The bow market, mm-hmm. and I had this thought. So the whiskey market is the opposite of the bow market, but also the same. Same because uh, shelf life is shorter on price. So like the whiskey will stay kind of like it will jump in price. Like yeah. if a new bow comes out and I buy it and you don't, I could sell it for more than I paid for it because people have to have the newest of the new every year. Yeah, they really want it, especially if if the availability goes down. Yeah, they can't keep up with production. And then and the whiskey's the same way. Like, this my winners. I mean, it's crazy some of the money it's yeah. going for right now. And then, which I'm not selling ours, so don't even ask. And then it'll stay high. It may come down a little bit, but it'll still stay high where, like, next year, the bow that came out this year will plummet. It'll be you, worth you'll nothing. still be able to sell it. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll make some. To me. <laughs> yeah, well, you can still get maybe not your money back, but you'll be able to sell it for a couple hundred, $300 less than what you paid for it. Yeah. But everyone, a lot of people, a good majority of people are after that new, new every year or every couple years. And it makes it hard to, because every new bow that comes out is the most advanced technology, Matthews or Bowtech or elite bows or, you know, insert bow brand bear bear or I don't name the shitty ones. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Well, there's there's dozens of them. Um, I'd rather have a bear than a Bowtech. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is Fred Bear's my every hero. fucking year they come out with a new one. It's the latest and greatest. It's the newest technology they've ever come out with. And it's, you know, you know, it's shit that they've been sitting on for and working on for three years. They're just, just like computers and phones. The technology is there for what they're going to release in two years, but they're, they're going to suck all of the money out of you year yeah. by year. Anyways, his question or the conversation was about, the what? the 
um, drop drop away rest because he I don't I don't know if he had a whiskey biscuit a whiskey, whiskey biscuit. biscuit I don't know what he had before but he was like at forty yards it was a huge difference so with a drop away and I was like yeah I think Gus and I both I know you used to have a whisker biscuit but I don't I've never had one no I haven't either mm-hmm. I thought you did nope I've, I've always, always had drop away I've always had drop aways I've never been uh, a big fan of the static yeah uh, static rest I don't have a whole lot of scientific reason for it. Other than the constant contact with the arrow and then with the the veins at the end of the of the arrow, I feel it's just a lot of unnecessary contact with the bow. Now, well, if you I tune did. the bow to that, then it's probably fine. If yeah. it has its benefits and that it keeps your bow, your arrow in place. So uh, now there's different types of static. There's uh, there's open static and f- uh, full capture static, which is what a whisker biscuit is. Uh, the open is is the one that you're familiar with, like back in the day, where it was just like a little wire that sort of stuck out. Yeah, you rested on top of. It's it's used by competition shooters in some cases, so it's not like it affects archery or uh, accuracy, but it does. Like if you're walking through the woods and you bump something, your arrow is going to fall off, yeah. and that's the biggest reason that I don't I don't like that type. And then all the friction and the extra resistance of a full capture just seems. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't the it the I would like it more, probably a short distance, but longer distance now. And then sitting, I, I can't tell you how many times I was sitting at a tree stand, and like the either the knot comes out or it comes off of the um, off the string, plummet straight to the ground. I mean, I've done it several times. Where it's I, unfortunate. Right, it's just because there's nothing <laughs> holding it in, you know. And I look at it on the ground, I'm like, yeah. That's why. So the I the fallaway rest I use is the the QAD the qual I think quality archery design is then what it stands for, and they have they partnered with Matthews to make a a specific QAD rest uh, specifically for Matthews bows. So that's what I have. I like the fact that it is um, some are what you call uh, inertia driven, where when you pull back your string, it raises up the so you rest it. That's kind the of way mine on is on the platform, yeah. right? And then when you raise it back, now you have the the option to quality archery design. Yeah. That's what he bought. Okay. Yeah. It's a solid, that's a very solid rest. That's what I, it's what I shoot. It's the ultra shoot. Re- I'm pretty sure that's what I shoot. That's what I told rest. him. I was like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what I have too. It's pretty, it's pretty solid. It's very standard. It's very common. Um, and I, I like the fact that you can lock it in place yeah. so that your bow, just like with the, 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 um, the static rest, the full capture ones, it, it doesn't fall out or move. You can pull it up. It looks like a, some of them look different, but most of them have some sort of U shape or. That's what mine is. Yeah, and that and it just holds the arrow. And there. I have uh, buds put, like tape on it. Yeah, it has it has tape to help with friction tape, friction or yeah. whatever. It looks like a little like moleskin, like black velvet, moleskin yeah. velvet. And then the idea is whenever you release, whenever you release the arrow, whether you're using a thumb or whatever kind of release you're using, the the quick movement of that drops that rest yeah. and so then it's there's no there's nothing touching or, or impeding the movement of the arrow from that point yeah I like them I don't have a lot of experience with static rests though so I know plenty of people that use whisker biscuits and truth be told with how fast bows shoot these days I whisker think biscuits it, probably just fine I think well his his are his uh, complaint which is which would, would also be my complaint yeah. was the, the once, you, once you step out of distance 
Yeah. So you get past like the inconsistencies at forty yards. Sure. Is, is probably going to be way higher than probably. A, than a drop. Yeah. I would. I would. I haven't experimented with it, but I can see that being an issue. The only downside that I have ever found with the fallaway rest is that you're introducing more mechanical parts and moving parts and pieces. So there's just more opportunity for failure or for bumping it and knocking it, uh, the tuning out. So you do have to yeah. tune them well, make sure that they're falling away, the timing is right and everything. But that's what, you know, me, I don't have the time or the the shop and the tools to, to do all that kind of stuff at home. Yeah. I don't have a bow press and all that kind of stuff. Take it to a good shop. We have a good shop not far um, from here. Actually, it is far from here, yeah, but it's nice. the only bow shop that really not around. Not far from the hunt club. Not far from the hunt club, and I've had some bad experiences taking my bow to box big box stores, yeah. so we take it there. They take the time and, and do a good job. I've never had any issues from anything I've gotten from there. So Everybody just, says that guy's angry all the time. I'm like, it's probably because he's dealing with your dumb ass. Not yeah. you, but like the guy yeah, telling me. Probably because you come yeah. in and... and <laughs> yeah. I'm an expert. I doubt it. No. Yeah, I like him. That's where I take it as well. I don't have any problems with him. But yeah, bow rester, bow rester, fun to uh, to argue about. People get real passionate about stuff with archery equipment, whether it's bows or broadheads, or you know, people get into their what's your what's your weight on the on your bow in the front of center, yeah. and like I don't know, man, I, I I got it shooting accurate up to like sixty yards, and I can kill I deer. kill deers with it. So yeah, I, I kill the deers. That's like uh, that. There was a podcast with us too. The guy had. The guy's been like all over Africa shooting all kinds of deer. Yeah, but they they get um, freshly cold deer and they or not deer freshly cold animals and they shoot them with a bow to figure out how well yeah. stuff works. And it's like I learned more in that three hours of him talking than mm-hmm. I think I've ever learned on my own. It's just yeah. fascinating stuff. The talking about how the technology has changed, how they the Indians probably knew better. Sure, yeah. than what we know today. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. and uh, how everything went to steel during World War One. So they're like, "We'll just make steel arrows," and then now you got to make these big ass bows to launch these, you know, heavy. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very interesting. And uh, the one big t- takeaway I took from from because I listened to the same thing was that these mechanical broadheads are shit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you're better off shooting uh, field tips than mechanical. That's wild. Yeah, assuming you're accurate and you're hitting where you need to be hitting. But I think his, I think the data that he found or they found through their research indicated that just a single double bevel, double bevel yeah. is, that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. And it's actually more, more lethal. You know how hard it is to find a good double bevel? Well, I'm sure it's, it's there's, there's a handful of companies that make them and they primarily target, uh, trad, Traditional archery yeah. hunters, so it's hard to find for a compound bow. You could definitely find it for a recurve, but there's a what was that guy the Instagram page where the guy made? Um, was it traditional hunting or something? You remember? Oh, where he handmade a lot of stuff. Yeah, he did like the atlatl and bow. all the bow yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, I cannot remember the name of it. That, that was, was a, a long cool, time yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But he used to hand chip arrowheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they were wildly expensive. But the guy was talking about how fast. Like, who who was it before the Indians? I used to know the name. The Clovis? Yeah, the Clovis, because they have a... Clovis period? The dig period, the dig site over here. Yeah. Not far from here. But they were saying that the Clovis people, those big longs that they make, mm-hmm. that they more than likely could make one of those in, in, in about three minutes. Yeah, and they, were, they also talked about, how, like, what you could tell 
by looking at the different ones, like you could see people who like someone older made this because there's a little more intricate and it's a little more symmetrical versus another one that was yeah. made maybe by less experienced. You could tell by the strokes, whether the person was right or left-handed, all kinds of cool stuff you could tell about people just from the God, artifacts. So crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. You can make an arrowhead in, in three minutes. And then primitive hunting. Get it. it. Get it. Yeah, there you go. And then get it uh, affixed to a perfectly straight something, a spear or an yeah. arrow, and then go out and kill kill buffalo and, find and bison. Feathers. And it's wild. Yeah. Did you um speaking of that too, did I tell you about the saber toothed tiger they found with the arrow in it? I think I've heard this. Where? Where was it? It was somewhere out west. It was in the United States. Oh, in the US, really? Yeah. Uh, they found a saber toothed tiger skeleton in a cave and it had like a Clovis arrow point in it. What? Yeah, which means that, that is badass. The, the clothes people existed a lot longer ago than, than people think. People thought, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's also someone recently found uh, some f- uh, footprint fossils, and I should look this up and, and follow up on it, but it was somewhere out west, and basically what they're what they're saying is that based on the how old it is and where it's located, it changes the entire uh, dialogue about when people moved across yeah. across the you know North America because there's all these these talks that historians and archaeologists have about well people had to have moved you know during these times because of winter and the ice caps and the ice age yeah. and blah 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 and these these footprints that have been uh, fossilized are way older than anything they found previously and it changes the whole narrative. So in this um, this book I'm listening to, I'm not gonna yep. keep plugging it, but this book that I'm listening to, it's they were discussing that. The people that lived in around Texas, yeah, like the Indian tribes, the Comanche, things like that, those people and the people that lived north of that were totally different human beings. So, like, when you think of, like, tall, slender Indians with the black war paint, yeah, that was who was in there. They don't really know where they came from, but they migrated up from the south. Wow. And then the people that lived north of that, he said that, like, in this book, they were saying those are primitive as it gets. Yeah. Like, they didn't have a written language they didn't like they were just hunter gatherers. They walked around and just they covered thousands of miles just eating stuff. And so, kind of when the Spanish came up in that area and started killing all the Indians, that they got to the they were just easy pickings and they wiped this whole entire nation mm. off. But they weren't necessarily Indians, they were probably Asian that came from sure. the land bridge, right? Yeah, but it's like it's crazy because you always thought that the entire continent was filled with people from this land bridge thing but yeah. it, it, now they're like we don't think so we think that they existed here long before yeah there, there were people here a long long time before that doing all kinds of crazy stuff it'll be interesting what what's crazy though and what what it makes me think about is well they found that one set of footprints and but there's there's hundreds of thousands or millions of years worth of evidence potentially of of other civilizations that we're never going to find because they've been completely mm-hmm. wiped away or completely covered by Asphalt. Asphalt. I-95. Well, (laughs) asphalt in in construction, but also just as times and and oceans changed and and water lines changed and and sand and and all those things covered. There's just, there's things that we're never going to know. It just blows my mind. All the sunken islands, like old, and people are like, how do they have this technology to build underwater? It's like, "Mm." or maybe the sea levels were lower. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing is there's an author, and I cannot remember his name or the name of the book right now, of course, but he has a book where he talks about ancient civilizations and the fact that there's a lot of evidence that suggests and supports the fact that 
there were other highly intelligent civilizations yeah. before us that were possibly more intelligent than we are. For sure. But in different ways. Like, yeah, they lived in a time with stone buildings and things were much more simple, but they advanced in technology in different ways. Yeah, they understood and, how the world works more or less and it, better. it was... It's fascinating to think that, that there's, you know, that maybe that's the origin of, you know, maybe those people pieced out and that's that's what we're seeing on UFOs. They're <laughs> yeah. coming back just to be like, ah, ah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not coming back. <laughs> a good choice, I'll leave it. <laughs> so it's always funny to see and read about those kind of things and, and ponder if it's actually going to change anything in history books, you know? No, it won't. I th- I, that's the main thing about how much, no. What's funny is people argue about it, but they're but then everybody else is like, mm, just uh, just let it go, just let it go. It's not worth the time. <laughs> there's there's uh, there's people who are who are paid top and, and top people men. to to yeah, men that uh, discuss those kind of things. Yeah, you just listen to what I tell you and believe what I tell you. Yeah, and if you don't, you're dangerous to society. You're a danger to society and the American way. <laughs> You want to do another one of these? Mm-mm. Okay. Which one do you like better? First one. I think I like the first one better as well. Let me look at my handy-dandy notebook. What else we got going on? Um, um, the uh, Iowa just released a study <clears throat> of... 280 captive and free range deer. Yeah. They all tested positive for COVID. <laughs> I saw, um, I saw something with that. So well, they, the article was confusing because it went from the whole COVID thing and then transitioned into CWD when, and that's when I stopped reading. But back in earlier this year, the U S department of agriculture's, plant and wildlife testing something or other published a study stating that 33% of 481 samples from white-tailed deer contained COVID antibodies. But these were uh, of the free range deer from the Iowa study and these that were taken from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Well, actually I don't know about the U.S. Department of Agriculture because that they could have been looking at uh, farmed farm deer but yeah. the the ones from the free ranging they're saying there's no reason to believe they had close contact with humans i mean they're they're free range deer so how are they how are they getting it you know and i believe I, I couldn't find anything but i have to believe they're using the same test they use for everyone so it's possible the test is wrong well if you i mean if you do any and i will encourage you to just do a mitocum of research on how big is that Super, super tiny, just a little tiny bit um, of research on a nibble, as they would say, a little nibble. Yeah, that's what the a smaller form of a bite is, like in computer. No, I've never. Are you kidding me? Yeah, small. uh, There's like a hundred nibbles in a bite. I've never really. Yeah, dude, twelve plus years. I've been and I've never heard the term nibble. Yeah, I have to. I don't believe him. I'm gonna look it up. Anyways, uh, the (laughs) uh, to just do some research on the uh, the efficacy and. The accuracy of the tests that they're a PCR using. tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what else is funny about PCR tests, and this is we're not getting into anything. Which just, may, before we go down the tantrum, the <laughs> point being, you could probably take a large sample of any animal, and you're probably 
Because it's not yeah. really looking for it's look. Just go do the research. It's not looking for COVID nineteen. It's looking for a coronavirus, and it's using your organic. It just just go read. Just just go. I'm not doing it right now. I'm not. Don't in the poison mood. your own brain. Don't <laughs> don't think against the establishment. Don't think for yourself. You should also, while you're looking, see what kind of test is used for AIDS. Oh, and also see who the physician in charge of the AIDS pandemic was. You should look that up, too. And then also look up how many congressmen have direct ties to Pfizer. And, and how many people and the, from, and the people in the FDA approval Oh, we're going to get kicked off. You can't talk about this stuff. Yes, we can. Can you even say Pfizer? I'll beep it out. No, okay. I won't. Fuck it. I don't care. Are we going to get a little, a little vaccine banner on the bottom of our video? <laughs> yeah. You we're t- not. We're not saying anything about any of that. We're just saying this thing in deer, you should research. Yeah, you should research deer because deer are getting COVID and it's scary. Yeah. Or they're not getting COVID. But according to the test that we're all taking together, it says whether or not we have COVID. The deer also took this test. So all the deer. So there's there's either airplanes spraying COVID-19 out and we're all getting it, especially deer that have no contact with humans, or it's possible the test is wrong. And we had to use deer to figure that out. America, we'll let you decide. Yeah. You guys pick it. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was a fun little thing I wrote. To- oh, I have something else funny to talk about. I, I okay. heard. Um, PETA. PETA is always fun. They're P- pissed right now. Oh, what are they pissed about? I just they're, saw oh, I thought they were always pissed. No, they're pissed about uh, the animal trials that Fauci was doing. Oh, yeah, they're super pissed about Furious, that. Furious, which you should go read. So These dogs? These poor dogs, Yeah, dude. dude I, that's, I'm not a huge supporter of, of FEMA, and I even think that whole thing was <laughs> that's fucked, fucked up. up yeah. Man. Like a whole other kind of— You mean PETA, of, not FEMA. Did I say FEMA? I'm yeah. pretty sure I said PETA. You said, P, you oh, said fuck FEMA. FEMA, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't bring me water when I was thirsty. <clears throat> anyway. I know they didn't. That's my point. <laughs> um, anyways, so of all the things— And it's, it's funny you bring that up because of all the things— for PETA to be directing attention at uh, this last week, they decided that the World Series and Major League Baseball needed to fix some things. Now, of all uh-huh. the things associated with baseball that involves animals, pigskin leather, you would think maybe they're going to go after the baseball or the gloves. Oh, they did. It wasn't. Or the cleats. I thought I was right there. Nope. You would think that makes sense. Instead, they would like to encourage the MLB to change the term of bullpen. What? For real? Nobody even knows what a bullpen is. Apparently it leaves. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. It's either where you pitch or where you, or where you swing the bat. So the bullpen is where is in the outfield generally. And it's where, it's where they pitch. It's it's where the pitchers warm up. It's it's where the bullpen of pitchers. That wasn't even for sure. They warm up, they pitch. There's, there's catchers back there and pit and, and uh, pitching coaches. Isn't that funny? Because bullpen is a word made up by human beings. (laughs) Yeah, it's right? not like bulls get and, offended, and they and they and they say that it it, it, it leaves <laughs> v- viewers and people with uh, thoughts and visions of of constrained and you know whatever <laughs> animals. You know what they suggested and it, it encouraged that the MLB and baseball, baseball community uh, change it the huh. the arm barn, <laughs> the arm barn. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, the arm barn. Oh, Peter! Oh man, on the forefront of animal rights and making sense. That's ridiculous. What are, like how much money do they spend with that conversation? I don't know, but I feel like basically 
the World Series was going on in terms of uh, the world stage. The, the Braves have not had not won a World Series since 1995, I think, or whatever. It was the year Hank Aaron died. Big Braves fan. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool that they won and went on to one. I'm an Astros fan. I would have loved for my Astros to win, but the historical significance of all that, I appreciate that. I think that Peter was just looking for a way to get themselves in the limelight yeah. during while there was attention on something, a way for them to... We all know that one person growing up who was never invited to things because of the way they were or... But they would show <laughs> yeah. up to parties and they yeah. would insert themselves in the shit that didn't have anything to do with them. Yeah. Or make up things and blow things out of proportion, you know. Um, oh, like. Come to parties with stains on their shirts and anyways. Like the, the lady I'm in trouble with right now? Yeah. Um, We're not talking about that. I think, that's, I think that. that's what they did. So anyways, <laughs> that's that's something I, I thought was funny. Um, feel free to to move on. I just thought it was <laughs> Of all the things that they could be, like like you said, the whole Fauci thing and the animal, yeah, like that they were upset with that. that all that I was think. going on, and, and at the the PETA headquarters, somebody was like, "I hear, I hear what you're saying, but has anybody thought about um, changing the term bullpen?" That I think <laughs> I think that they did the arm the the arm barn. They did the uh, the 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 Fauci thing, and then I think. The mainstream media was like, if you want us to ever publish your shit again, you will stop Find talking about else. this. And they were like, quick, <laughs> quick. what's going on? What's uh, in the news? The, the, uh, oh, they, what's that? they just saw a news article, baseball. World Series, pitchers in the bullpen. And they all were the like, gloves are, arm barn, that's their all the, word. All the gloves are leather and the shoes are leather. Let's go after that. No, sir. Got a better idea. Yeah. You ever thought about how offensive bullpen is? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Nobody cares. <laughs> I just see a bunch. It's of only bowls, offensive like, to the pitchers who are not good enough to start and have to sit out there. We should go, we should go find like a field with a bunch of bulls in it and like show them this article, and they'll be like, mm, "Good, yeah, <laughs> appreciate that." I agree. <laughs> Anyways, so stupid. Oh, man. I wish I had something in life that no one else cared about that I cared about, and I was just really vocal about it. Why? That's such a waste of time. Sounds like fun. I don't think so, man. Arm barn. Seems that might bo- be my thing now. Seems boring and sad. Do they make vegan Lonely. baseball gloves? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're all plastic, but I'm sure that even those have some... The ball just bounces right out of it. I don't know. If you're a vegan, can you touch a ba- like a pigskin, like a football? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. If it, you just can't use it and a consume it. A vegan just texted or... me. Really? Yeah. Ask him. I should ask I him. A, I, I have a vegan I can ask. I don't want to wait for him to show it. But you know what he said, though? What? I'll let you read it. Well, you can read it online. He says, thank you so much for the cold brewer. This is going to change my life. You're a real pal. That's a vegan friend, ladies and gentlemen. Just because we like whitetail and harm and defenseless animals. No, I I, I don't like it. I'm yeah. not doing this right now. I'm not, we're not doing it. I was just bringing it up. You're welcome, Seth. You're welcome. He listens to the podcast, too. You're welcome. I got tired of you spending all that money at Starbucks. If you spend money at Starbucks like Seth does, you can go buy a cold brew machine, and then you can make your own is that coffee. Who, is that who, uh, that's funny. I didn't read yeah. the name. I just read the. Yeah. Cool. He comes to the market all the time to hang out yeah, with us. Yeah, he comes hanging out, stops yep. by. I like him. He's always funny. I, like, I, I think he's a cool guy. I enjoy hanging out with is him. He, is he going to stick around this time? Dude, I don't know, to be <laughs> honest. It changes. It's like he's going back to North Carolina, and then he's staying, and then he's going. I don't know. He's, he, a, he's a vagabond. What's that mean? He's, he just like he just kind of does his own thing. He's a Come, wonder. Comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in fancy ass Mount Pleasant though. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, good for him. Yeah, proud of him. Proud of everybody we work with and know and hang out with. Everybody's doing their own things, and it's exciting to watch. All right. I don't have anything else. We have a video. Oh, it's already out by this point. Oh, I didn't tell you what we're drinking. So, oh, yeah. We did it again. Uh, we really enjoyed this. It's Double Oak Woodford. That's twice. Yeah. that Because we, we did that on the video. Yeah. Interesting. I don't own a bottle of it. Suppose it's time to grab one or two. Well, I mean, I've never really been a fan of it, but it's it's that's the second time now that we've picked it and really what was liked the other it. one? Um, the Rendezvous High West. Oh, I knew it was a uh, High West came to mind immediately, but I think yeah. it, I think I thought it was the uh, another one, the well, um, the Prairie the Prairie. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't we haven't even had that one yet, so I don't. But cool, interesting stuff, and we're taking keeping all this logged, and then we'll probably do a battle of it. It'll be fun. Once we go through them all. But then I have a I have literally like forty five more of these sitting there. So <laughs> Yeah. Cool. That was a good episode. Yeah. You're going tight. out of town this Covers weekend. Stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm gonna going hang out at the market one night. We got another big market weekend coming up next weekend. It's gonna yep. get real busy and the veteran thing this weekend for those of you that are local on it's Thursday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday or Thursday. It is Thursday. Yeah. Thursday is, is the eleventh. Oh, tomorrow it's already happened, so it won't matter. Wednesday, we will be at Southerners Barbecue with Gibby's Bottle Shop and our buddy, Brady Smith. Oh, Brady right. Smith is a carryover from another company that we have uh, had. It's gone now. Um, this weekend, you're doing the market. It's not gone until these taxes are finished. It's still eating away at me. Is it really? Until, until it's done, it's, it's not put to bed. How is it still... Because it just uh, we close we did IRS has to be like it's been gone over a year. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about that later. IRS. <laughs> Add that to the list with FEMA and <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping a list. You remember uh like people what is that saying? And it's like there's two guarantees in life and and like you'll die Death and taxes. And taxes. That's like yeah. who said that? I'm I gonna don't get know. that was gonna be my new back piece. I'm just gonna get <laughs> I feel like I never stop dealing with taxes. It's a constant. Today, I have a letter. So today, I got an oil change this morning. Yeah. Normally, I do it myself, but this new truck is just too expensive. It's cheaper to get it done here. So, not here, but down the road. I was going through, like, what do I want the guy to not see in my truck? And I'm, like, moving stuff. And there's a there's a, a, a WIA or a UO, UO me tax document, like, right there in my front. I mean, it's, it never stops. It never stops. You got federal and state, and then you got the property taxes in South Carolina for vehicles. Yeah, it's just it's, and what sucks is that you never buy your property like you never buy your vehicles at the same time of the year, so you get slapped with that yeah. huge tax bill one month, and then you're like done, and then three months later you're like yep. shit, another well, one. All mine's in the beginning of the year. Uh, that's not true. I just paid the truck one. It's it's. it's, it's I don't even want to know what that was like. It's a lot. <laughs> it's enough that I went down there and was like, just so you know, I put thirty thousand miles on it last year. So let's bring that down. Yeah. And they were like, in one year? I was like, come outside and look. (laughs) Yeah, come outside and look. It's a business truck. Yeah. Not only do we do a ton of stuff, but most of that stuff has us driving. You should probably you should probably look at there's if there's some way to classify it differently so that your taxes are. I get that property carrying plate, but yeah. Whatever. We'll (laughs) figure it out. All right. So we're doing yeah. And then Wednesday Thursday, Veterans Day will be at Scars on Maybank. This has already happened. Yeah, sorry, I should have brought this stuff up because it's already happened. It's all good. Friday will be the market. I will be in Asheville all weekend. 
doing those things. And then, so today. get your Christmas orders in now, folks. Yep, it's yeah. Code podcast for twenty percent off. Yep, that's it. That's all we got. Done. Add like, subscribe. Bam. Add like, subscribe. And then now you can see hit that button again. Yeah. So like this. Yeah. Hit it. Anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.